there, friends, and welcome to the One Year Chronological Bible Podcast. My name is Emily Mowry, and I will be your host for this daily reading of the Bible with the hopes of finishing in a single year. Whether this is your first time reading the Bible or you have made daily practice of it for many years, I pray that this podcast will strengthen your walk with Christ and be a blessing to you and those around you. What makes this podcast unique is that we read scripture in chronological order as opposed to the traditional Genesis to Revelation book by book reading. I have been making this my daily practice since the year 2007 and I cannot tell you how much it has blessed my walk with Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says in his epistle to Timothy that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Likewise, the psalmist says, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We will be reading from the New Living Translation version of the One Year Chronological Bible. Today is February 7th and our reading comes from Exodus 21 through 22, 15. I pray this reading is a blessing to you, and without further ado, let's get started. The Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, 1-21 Then God instructed the people as follows, I am the Lord your God, who rescued you from slavery in Egypt. Do not worship any other gods besides me. Do not make idols of any kind, whether in the shape of birds or animals or fish. You must never worship or bow down to them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, who will not share your affection with any other God. I do not leave unpunished the sins of those who hate me, but I punish the children of the sins of their parents to the third and fourth generations. But I lavish my love on those who love me and obey my commands even for a thousand generations. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days a week are set apart for your daily duties and regular work, but the seventh day is a day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any kind of work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. Then he rested on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God will give you. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely against your neighbor. Do not covet your neighbor's house. Do not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else your neighbor owns. When the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the horn, and when they saw the lightning and the smoke billowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance and trembled with fear. And they said to Moses, You tell us what God says, and we will listen. But don't let God speak directly to us. If he does, we will die. Don't be afraid, Moses said, for God has come in this way to show you his awesome power. From now on, let your fear of him keep you from sinning. As the people stood in the distance, Moses entered into the deep darkness where God was. Proper use of altars, Exodus twenty twenty two through twenty six, and the Lord said to Moses, "Say this to the people of Israel: You are witnesses that I have spoken to you from heaven. Remember, you must not make or worship idols of silver or gold. The altars you make for me must be simple altars of earth. Offer on such altars your sacrifices to me, your burnt offerings and peace offerings, your sheep and goats and your cattle." Build altars in the places where I am reminding you of who I am, 
and I will come and bless you there. If you build altars from stone, use only uncut stones. Do not chip or shape the stones with a tool, for that would make them unfit for holy use. And you may not approach my altar by steps. If you do, someone might look up under the skirts of your clothing and see your nakedness. Fair Treatment of Slaves, Exodus 21, 1-11 Here are some other instructions you must be presented to Israel. If you buy a Hebrew slave, he is to serve for only six years. Set him free in the seventh year, and he will owe you nothing for his freedom. If he was single when he became your slave and then married afterward, only he will go free in the seventh year. But if he was married before he became a slave, then his wife will be freed with him. If his master gave him a wife while he was a slave and they had sons or daughters, then the man will be free in the seventh year, but his wife and children will still belong to his master. But the slave may plainly declare, I love my master, my wife, and my children. I would rather not go free. If he does this, his master must present him before God. Then his master must take him to the door and publicly pierce his ear with an owl. After that, the slave will belong to his master forever. When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she will not be freed at the end of six years as the men are. If she does not please the man who bought her, he may allow her to be bought back again. But he is not allowed to sell her to foreigners, since he is the one who broke the contract with her. And if the slave girl's owner arranges for her to marry his son, he may no longer treat her as a slave girl, but must treat her as his daughter. If he himself marries her and then takes another wife, he may not reduce her food or clothing or fail to sleep with her as his wife. If he fails in any of these three ways, she may leave as a free woman without making any payment. Cases of Personal Injury Exodus 21 12 through 36. Anyone who hits a person hard enough to cause death must be put to death. But if it is an accident and God allows it to happen, I will appoint a place where the slayer can run for safety. However, if someone deliberately attacks and kills another person, then the slayer must be dragged even from my altar and be put to death. Anyone who strikes father or mother must be put to death. Kidnappers must be killed, whether they are caught in possession of their victims or have already sold them as slaves. Anyone who curses father or mother must be put to death. Now suppose two people quarrel and one hits the other with a stone or a fist, causing injury but not death. If the injured person is later able to walk again, even with the crutch, the assailant will not be innocent. Nonetheless, the assailant must pay for time lost because of the injury and must pay for the medical expenses. If a male or female slave is beaten and dies, the owner must be punished. If the slave recovers after a couple of days, however, then the owner should not be punished, since the slave is the owner's property. Now suppose two people are fighting, and in the process they hurt a pregnant woman, so her child is born prematurely. If no further harm results, then the person responsible must pay damages in the amount the woman's husband demands and the judges approve. But if any harm results, then the offender must be punished according to the injury. If the result is death, the offender must be executed. If an eye is injured, injure the eye of the person who did it. If a tooth gets knocked out, knock out the tooth of the person who did it. Similarly, the payment must be hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. If an owner hits a male or female slave in the eye and the eye is blinded, then the slave may go free because of the eye. And if an owner knocks out the tooth of a male or female slave, the slave should be released in payment for the tooth. If a bull gores a man or woman to death, the bull must be stoned and its flesh may not be eaten. 
In such a case, however, the owner will not be held liable. Suppose, on the other hand, that the owner knew the bull had gored people in the past, yet the bull was not kept under control. If this is true, and if the bull kills someone, it must be stoned, and the owner must also be killed. However, the dead person's relatives may accept payment from the owner of the bull to compensate for the loss of life. The owner will have to pay whatever is demanded. The same principle applies if the bull gores a boy or a girl. But if the bull gores a slave, either male or female, the slave's owner is to be given 30 silver coins in payment, and the bull must be stoned. Suppose someone digs or uncovers a well and fails to cover it, and then an ox or donkey falls into it. The owner of the well must pay in full for the dead animal, but then gets to keep it. If someone's bull injures a neighbor's bull and the injured bull dies, then the two owners must sell the live bull and divide the money between them. Each will also own half of the dead bull. But if the bull was known from the past experience to gore, yet its owner failed to keep it under control, the money will not be divided. The owner of the living bull must pay in full for the dead bull, but then gets to keep it. Protection of Property, Exodus 22, 1-15 A fine must be paid by anyone who steals an ox or sheep and then kills or sells it. For oxen, the fine is five oxen for each one stolen. For sheep, the fine is four sheep for each one stolen. If a thief is caught in the act of breaking into a house and is killed in the process, the person who killed the thief is not guilty. But if it happens in daylight, the one who killed the thief is guilty of murder. A thief who is caught must pay in full for everything that was stolen. If payment is not made, the thief must be sold as a slave to pay the debt. If someone steals an ox or a donkey or a sheep and is recovered alive, then the thief must pay double the value. If an animal is grazed in a field or vineyard and the owner lets it stray into someone else's field to graze, then the animal's owner must pay damages in the form of a high-quality grain or grapes. If a fire gets out of control and goes into another person's field, destroying the sheaves or the standing grain, then the one who started the fire must pay for the lost crops. Suppose someone entrusts money or goods to a neighbor and they are stolen from the neighbor's house. If the thief is found, the fine is double the value of what was stolen. But if the thief is not found, God will determine whether or not it was the neighbor who stole the property. Suppose there is a dispute between two people as to who owns a particular ox, donkey, sheep, article of clothing, or anything else. Both parties must come before God for a decision, and the person whom God declares guilty must pay double to the other. Now suppose someone asks a neighbor to care for a donkey, ox, sheep, or any other animal, but it dies or is injured or gets away, and there are no eyewitnesses to report just what happened. The neighbor must then take an oath of innocence in the presence of the Lord. The owner must accept the neighbor's word, and no payment will be required. But if the animal or property was stolen, payment must be made to the owner. If it was attacked by a wild animal, the carcass must be shown as evidence, and no payment will be required." If someone borrows an animal from a neighbor and it is injured or killed, and if the owner was not there at the time, the person who borrowed it must pay for it. But if the owner is there, no payment is required, and no payment is required if the animal was rented because this loss was covered by the rental fee. That's the end of today's reading. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and tell your friends about it. As we leave today, I pray blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen and amen. God bless you, dear friends. Mm -hmm.